0: Welcome to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast with me, Sarah Jolly Jarvis. I'm here to share with you real life stories from high performing salespeople and business owners, as well as my own insights and learnings around what's working well right now in the sales world, telling things like it is without the sleeves. Hello everybody and welcome to today's podcast. Uh, I am your host Sarah Jolly Jarvis and this week I am joined by a lovely lady called Catherine Cooper. Now Catherine has just finished my academy and I've got her on the show today to talk about her business which I'm finding, I find really, well it's very topical and very interesting and um, so we're going to be talking through basically Catherine's journey on the academy And her relationship with sales and with business and and doing those elements, um, sales and marketing of her business. So hello, Catherine. Good morning. How are you? I'm all right. Thanks, love. How are you? Very good. Thank you. Yes. Good. So what I was wanting to say about Catherine was that Catherine is a midwife who is now specialising in birth trauma. So, um, that's an, it's an interesting one. Um, and, and, and when Catherine and I first started talking, um, I did like initial conversations at the end of the challenge with people to see their suitability for the academy. And Catherine was straight away like, Oh, I don't really want to talk about trauma to a pregnant woman. Uh, <laughs> that was kind of where we started, wasn't it? Yeah. But tell me, tell, tell the listeners a little bit about your business and what you do and how you got here. You know, how did you get to where you are?
1: So, yes, yeah, so as Sarah says, I'm, I'm a midwife and I'm now working in Birth Trauma Resolution. I've been a midwife for about 15 years. I've worked as a community midwife, a hospital midwife, a consultant midwife. Um, and I now class myself as a semi-retired midwife. I work a few shifts here and there. And just to sort of keep my skills and knowledge current. Midwifery was and, and still is a big passion of mine. But my big passion nowadays is helping women to resolve their birth traumas. And I, cool. I think... The sad fact is that, um, and it's quite shocking to me really, is that around 30,000 women every year in the UK experience some type of birth trauma. And that's a totally unacceptable number. And this doesn't include those women who are traumatised by a pregnancy loss or a traumatic breastfeeding journey. And it also doesn't include the birth partners present at the time of the trauma. And it just does really make me feel sad that so many new parents are affected in this way at the start of their parenting journeys. And this is why working to resolve birth trauma has become my mission in life. Really.
0: And so when people say trauma, because I think, you know, we've had discussions around this whilst you've been on the academy, is, is you know, it, can, it trauma can sound so extreme. Yeah. And I think people sometimes don't appreciate, actually, you know, you don't have to be, flashbacks and 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 everything like you'd see on the tv as far as a trauma is concerned to be traumatized by something so you know what sort of symptoms do you see in people what sort of issues do people come to you with is it you know are they are they considering themselves to be traumatized or are they just thinking you know i've got a few things left over sort of hang-ups from that
1: so I think it's a complex issue, and every woman's experience is is very unique. We approach birth in many different ways, but each of us knows it's a, a life-changing event for our, for us and our families. Um, and there is a lot of birth trauma that's caused during um, emergencies, during the labour or birth, where the threat of serious injury or death to the woman or her baby is becomes a very real um, focus for the woman. But I think equally as much... Um, quite very often trauma is often caused by the way women are treated or feel they've been treated during their birth um and we talk about obstetric violence and and disrespect and abuse unfortunately are real issues and often when this happens women are told to just move on and get over it because they and their babies are alive and they should be grateful for that um and wow (laughs)
0: And women are not being
1: heard, you know, their trauma is being minimised and normalised by society and people telling them all that matters is a healthy baby. And that's not all that matters. Women and their birth experiences matter too because all our experiences are formative and valid. Um, So what I'm hearing from women very often is that, you know, sometimes just the first conversations we've had, we have, is that they feel validated just by... Being listened to and being heard, because many of these women have sought out um, birth debriefs or birth afterthought services in their hospitals, where they go and they speak with um, a senior person or a you know sometimes a trained counselor. I'm not entirely okay. sure how all the services run, and there's a broad range of um, benefits. To women from these. so some women feel a great benefit other women can often feel re-traumatized by that whole process particularly if they feel they're being fobbed off or that the um, experience was felt as though the hospital or the trust were just being defensive um, and often women find that they are being blamed for what happened to them as well and yeah. you know that is really really rough oh. yeah
0: Okay, so so really, these people they they can come to you actually quite frustrated because they haven't they're not feeling listened to they're not feeling like they've been taken seriously I guess.
1: Yep, because they have thought they've got a an avenue for being listened to and they go to um, as I say they go to these these debrief services and often get nowhere. Um, other women I've spoken to have have approached their GPs for help with the way they're feeling you know, they're feeling very down, they're feeling very um, unmotivated, often they're struggling to um, care for themselves and their families, they're not bonding with their babies sometimes. There's a whole myriad of different symptoms. Obviously, you do get women who are suffering with the PTSD symptoms, with the flashbacks, and constantly reliving the memories. And when we have a, a bad experience happen to us, um our bodies and our minds naturally go into a healing mode and, and they move us on from that and we can we can heal eventually over time from most things but sometimes we can get stuck in a trauma and um and that's what that's what I do really is is help people when they got into that stuck state whether it's a just from a negative experience or a full traumatic experience because um, not everybody wants to remember the birth of their baby as a traumatic experience, but there might be negative aspects to it that they find very difficult to think about. Um, and these symptoms can often kind of flare up around the times of birthdays, um, but also um, when a woman is thinking about perhaps moving on to have another baby, and and either sometimes her or her partner cannot face the thought of being pregnant again or giving birth again. Um, and they're looking for uh, you know how to move on because they want to grow their families but, but they feel that they, you know they just mentally can't cope with it at the moment so.
0: yeah, which, which makes total sense so so yeah I mean it, it's uh, from a from a subject point of view you know obviously there is so much there's so much involved and as you say it's so so different on a on a on an individual Absolutely. basis what someone might find traumatic and what other people might not and and everything else so I think yeah it is it is difficult to to sometimes I suppose get the right help, isn't it yes
1: definitely yeah. yeah
0: makes sense so so what brought you on this journey what brought you to the point where you decided that this is what you wanted to do and and you know it's you were going from working within the NHS to
1: working for yourself um what? how was that so how that happened was my I have had a relatively short career in midwifery But it's been quite um, an interesting career, really. As I said at the opening, I've done lots of different roles within midwifery. Um, And I, in fact, I actually left the NHS in 2015 um, because I went for a role as a consultant midwife with a, a private company who were providing maternity care for women. But it was funded through the NHS, um, and it was an absolutely amazing service. It was a, a gold standard service. Every woman had a, um, a case loading midwife, their own named midwife who did all their care for them in their homes. Um, the service had a kind of around about a 30, 30, 35% home birth rate. Um, you know, and it was a wonderful service and we gave, we, women had, um, six to eight weeks postnatal care again in their homes. Um, you know, we rarely ran clinics and things. It was nearly all home based um but the 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 way that I was working um was quite challenging and um basically I got very burnt out I think at the time as well my mum was really unwell she had Alzheimer's um so there's a lot of other things going on and um I just decided that I never wanted to work for anyone full-time ever again and mm-hmm. I left that job another job to go to and I took some time out and um, I did some retraining and one of the things I trained in was something that I'd experienced myself many years before so I knew the value of it Um, and that was this the um, three-step rewind for traumatic birth resolution Um, and this is what I offer to women now alongside I also teach hypnobirthing Um, but the main focus of my business these days is the birth trauma resolution
0: okay that makes sense um yeah welcome to the club with the whole I never want to work full-time for someone (laughs) ever again you know you say that you work you do you do some shifts still with mid 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 but it's that feeling isn't it that I'm I'm coming in I'm you know I I think when people work and they do freelance it's the same sort of thing is is it's that feeling that it's on my terms more yeah um you're not employing me, you're not buying me, you know, you have me for that time and that's that. Yeah. Um, it, it creates a very different relationship, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, it has its ups and downs and it highs and highs and lows because obviously you haven't got the security of working for somebody um, full time. But I think that gives you um, the opportunity to find more clarity around why you're doing what you're doing and it, it definitely focuses the mind. Um Yeah
0: yeah, yeah I but yeah I'm a big fan I mean to be fair the amount of people that I know who they're just they never really got on in employment um because they're you know they're too opinionated or we're too controlling or we're just not good at taking orders <laughs> it's, um, it's where a lot of people seem to come from but it's you know it's your own destiny you're in control of it um and I think that's that's the appealing side isn't yeah, it of itself. um so so what was missing what made you think you know what I want to do the the academy?
1: well um that's an interesting question, so I think part of what happened was coronavirus and lockdown and mm-hmm. my son um, my oldest son came home for a lockdown, and um, he's been working um, he's been working for amazon for for quite a few years now and it, we decided that we were going to relaunch my business because I hadn't really been paying it a lot of attention. I'd um, got somebody to set up a website for me and I kind of sort of thought that was it. And I had a Facebook page and I sometimes... Oh, why, aren't huh? yeah. <laughs> why aren't they coming? Yeah. Why coming? Exactly, <laughs> you know. Um, and I don't know how common that is, but I think... Sort of- <laughs> a lot of people think they can just do that and people will come. And I think to some extent, depending on what you're um, offering, I think that can happen if you really find a niche. And um, But unless you tell people what you're doing, they just don't know what you're doing. So, um, yeah, so the opportunity came for this relaunch. So the um, girl he was seeing at the time was doing, some, was doing some work in marketing. So she gave me a few tips and hints on different things. Um, and then I think... I don't know you know how these Facebook algorithms work um the 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 (laughs) challenge the the five-day chat selling without sleeves challenge just popped up on my timeline and it really appealed to me because um I think having having work you know I work in a, a caring as a caring profession and I have worked I have kind of worked in sales many, many years ago, but not to any great extent. I was really kind of a backroom admin person, but because it was our own business, occasionally I would end up on the shop floor selling motorbikes. Um, but, you know, a lot of the time the motorbikes were all, you know, the people knew what they wanted. So it was just a question of filling out the paperwork. So I never really ever closed a hard sale deal or anything <laughs> like that. Um <laughs> And that's not what I'm about either. I don't, you know, I never wanted to learn how to close tricky sales deals, you know, and that sort of thing. But I did need to learn how to to promote myself and get my message out there. And mm-hmm. the Selling Without sleeves brand kind of really appealed to me. And so I did the five-day challenge, which, when was that? Was that April time, was it, or...? I think it was, I don't even remember. Yeah, it was May time. Yeah. Yeah, So um, I I took some time out from um, midwifery completely for a few weeks as well to um, to do some work on myself and to do some work on the business and work out, you know, where I wanted to go with it really. And then, um, yeah, stumbled across the challenge and away we went. And I really, I found the challenge very, very challenging, I have to say um it's in the name it, Well, you know I, I suppose I just thought I didn't actually expect it to challenge me do you know what I mean <laughs> um but it it literally everything with me lives up to it it, it says what it says on the tin doesn't it it did kind of it pushed me out of my comfort zone but it also made me realize that I had no kind of um marketing strategy I suppose or um any clue what I was doing in effect and from that um from the challenge I I mean I did um I did get some paid work that week which was completely uh it wasn't what I was expecting but um it, it came that week and I guess that's you know it's one of those things people talk about your vibration levels and your energy levels and putting things out there and It felt to me like that was what was, you know, it was off the back of that, that 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 came through. Um, And then, um, yeah, I decided that it was going to be a really positive thing for me to sign up for the academy um, to, you know, to help me move this, move my business forward. And it's definitely um, fulfilled all my expectations, I think. I'm pleased to hear I think
0: I think from my point of view why you know why, why I thought oh yeah it'd be nice for Catherine to come on was because of the fact that you know you were really good at what you do but what you do isn't that the sales the marketing you side the having the businessy element to it um you know the, the fact that I, I regularly talk to people who have been in caring professions NHS teaching things like that where you know you're not having to market yourself people do turn up yeah. You know you're naturally been trained to expect a waiting room for um and I was actually speaking to somebody before this call, and I was saying that you know um you know, people in that capacity, even people which work for practices, you know vets and people like that, they've had things done for them, they're highly skilled, you're really good at what you do, but you just open the door and there are people um and so there's no connection with where does that where do they come from, how do they get to this point, and you know NHS, you are free at point of use you know you're never having to sell yourself you don't stand there and go well actually you should use me over the midwife stood next to me because it doesn't matter and they pretty much just get allocated what they get allocated um you know the same with teaching and it's like actually you know you use persuasion skills naturally in your job getting people to behave in certain ways move in certain ways help them to help themselves um and so it is actually, it's a nice group of people to work with in that you have these skills and it's just about moving those skills into a sales and, and marketing capacity, which are things that people do actually tend to be quite reluctant doing because they're seeing the curries and the not so good elements, not just curries. I think they've gone bump, so it's okay to say them anyway, but yeah. Um, Oh no, it's not coming. It's comic, which has gone bump, hasn't it? Anyway, I'll just edit that bit out. I think. Um, but you know, they they get the the sales the salesman kind of environment of, with sales, and they think I don't want to be like that. And I think that's the thing is, is you don't you don't have to sell in that way. You can use your natural style. And I think you know, from from my point of view, working with you on the academy, one of the key things was was that you implemented. And, you know, I would, we would talk about things and, you know, it took time. It took yeah. time for you to see things come through, but you stuck with it and you were consistent and you were one of the most no. consistent people on the, on the, on the course. Um, and, you know, from that, you could see, I knew that you would get results because you could see that as long as you stick at it and you were implementing and you were doing what we discussed, you're doing, making tweaks where you needed to make tweaks. Yeah. You know. It was going to you were going to create um a sort of go to way of doing things, um and I think that's what what I enjoyed most about working with you was the fact that you know you did implement we went through stuff we agreed what you're going to do and you went off and you did it.
1: Um, I, I and I think that was really good. Yeah, I mean, I I did really enjoy it. I found, as I said, I found it really challenging, but I learned. I mean it was a massive learning curve for me, and I learned a lot of new skills and you know a lot of the um information and just the resources that were made available have, have been invaluable um for use um uh you know things like uh well, i you know I use bear all the time and Otter and you know just general suggestions within the academy of people different things that people were using and um all those sorts of things have been really helpful, but as you say, absolutely, um, I, I implemented what you suggested, and um, it's it's showing results. And you know, and I know that if I can keep that momentum up and keep going with that, then I will keep getting those consistent results.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the thing is it's the momentum and the consistency. It's turning yeah. up, and it, and it's growing that audience all the time. Yeah. And I think you know we've come down to sort of those three fundamental things each time has been you know the messaging your audience and and keeping growing that audience and what's happening with your audience um you know everyone talks around the lockdown and coronavirus being unprecedented times and stuff but it just goes to show actually what can happen and that things can happen on mass um and you know it has it has shook areas of business that you never expected to be affected by anything because it was a very consistent thing and i think you know being able to develop and and use the time constructively um you know people are always going to have issues with um you know the fallout of of traumatic experiences yeah. and be that death or anything else um you know they're always going to have that impact and so from your point of view it's around always you know helping people to see where that priority currently fits and I think that's the challenge that you know you have is is when things distracting things come along when other things which are more you know, exciting and and you know they they've got that instant grass in you know, holidays and things like that. Mm. You're that's what you're sort of competing against is sort of the sort of other elements that they could spend their money on, um. And it's about prioritizing and being like, actually, you know, you can feel better for longer by getting to that root cause and and sorting it out. Um, which is um, yeah, that that's that's the element that you know you'll need to work on and be consistent with, keep educating people on, Yeah. um. But, yeah, it's been really fun. So from your point of view, what was your, um, you know, if somebody was thinking about joining the academy, if thing, people were thinking about investing in their
1: business, what would you say? I would say do it because um, it's it's so beneficial because you learn so many different um, skills. I mean, for me, certainly, I was, you know, pretty much a novice. Um, I'm pretty I mean not clueless I'm quite tech savvy and that sort of thing so I didn't find it you know too difficult but it was really enjoyable learning you know learning new things and actually watching um when you start getting engagement and stuff it's quite exciting and then you know you get people contacting you and um yeah you realize that what you're doing is working so I think yeah if people said I would say do it because it works um and I can't, as long as you implement can't really say gonna... more than
0: that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's it I mean the thrill of getting that when you're seeing it working and actually you know it's that snowballing effect isn't it and for I think for you it was probably like week five or six before you really felt that yeah. momentum yeah. Um, and so I remember a couple of calls where I was like you've just got to stick with it Catherine yeah. you've just got to stick with it <laughs> Um, but you did, and that's the thing. You know, it's sticking with it, and it's making these changes, and and being consistent with them. And I think, you know, I've got mentors, um, and I think it's always helpful in these situations where I see lots and lots of people give up just before they'd have, they'd have done well, um, and they give up because they don't feel like it's working but the you know they haven't had the consistency when they look back the consistency isn't there and so i think you know if if you take away anything from this podcast today it would be consistency is key and and until you've really really tested it um you don't know that you can write that thing off you don't know that that thing's going to work or not work yeah. um and it's you know you've got to really test it and having i think you know in this situation having the accountability sessions and stuff yeah. it was a great opportunity for me to keep you going and to to say to you, you know, you're all right, you are going to get there. And I think we checked in a couple of times as well um, in between sessions sometimes, didn't we? I think, because... Yeah, I think for me,
1: I it was just it was a really good level of support. I, I really enjoyed the, the live trainings and I, the, you know, the accountability sessions were really good um, and, you know, really kind of focused on you and what you needed to do or what I needed to do um yeah. and so that you know that was that was really beneficial and then you know the questions and answers session I found I got a great deal out of those although I didn't often have questions to ask because I was at different level to different people but it didn't seem to make any difference because you know we still could learn from each other and um and get support from each other as well
0: definitely I think that was I was talking to the person that I was talking to first in this morning I was saying to them you know from the academy structure is like the actual people don't people are always very quick to be like I don't want to learn in a group you know I get more out of it one-to-one my business is very unique and everything else but actually if you listen to and take on board some of the information that other people are taking on from different levels be that actually you know more basic than yourself or more advanced um you pick up little nuggets because you don't know what you don't know and so you know somebody asking around like otter and things like that um, is that like there's a thing out there which does that, which I can then, you know, you just don't know. Um and I think that's the thing is that's that's the beauty of being in a group. Um and from my point of view, actually next time I'm looking to try and make the, the accountability sessions more sort of in like into smaller groups so that people will have their slots. Um so they'll be in like a group of six, right and they'll take ten minutes each and they'll know, you know, and it'd be people at different levels and doing different things but i think sometimes people when they've progressed they feel like they know all the bits in the beginning and actually some of the bits in the foundations when they are missing that's what makes their business that little bit more unstable and a bit more rickety um so so yeah i'm so i'm pleased that um, the q and a's helped because <laughs> that strengthens my thought process on on keeping on, on on going along that that sort of route and seeing what happens with it yeah so that's cool so well, thank you very, very much for joining me today. Um, it's been lovely again to just another excuse really to talk to you. Uh, <laughs> but obviously, you know, I will be watching this space, and I'm looking forward to seeing you. You know, take this on and and keep going with it, and and you know, really seeing you achieve what you know you will you will achieve, um, and you deserve to. Thank you so. Uh, thank you very much for being such a good implementer and uh, for coming on and talking to us today. Thank you. Take care, Catherine. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you're listening from to leave us a review. It's a good way for us to know what you like so we can create more of it.